Hello. This, this is Owen. And Anna. We're here to inspire you and empower you to become financially free. And today's chapter is money and children, which really touches my heart because my journey with money started with my own children. Yeah, it's what gets me out of bed and excites me as well. So why should we take a look at money and children? Well, the primary purpose is to end the cycle of poverty consciousness in society. There's a big scarcity mentality in society that if somebody has something, then you can't have anything. There's enough of money in the world to, that everybody on the planet could be worth a million dollars plus. That is a fact. It's just the distribution is all messed up. And our job within the Investment Club Network is to make people aware of it and help them become financially literate and help them be aware of what it takes to add value to society and get paid to do so. So it starts with the children. Yeah, it, it doesn't, it's not only that there's enough to, for all to go around, because it's a state of mind. Unless we have the space to hold that money, it doesn't matter. This, this experiment of giving, if we give everybody the same amount of money in how many years? Five years. In five years, they would all go back to where they are now. We are going to talk about the financial thermostate in another chapter, but still, for children, if we educate them to hold the space to have wealth, then we're in the right way. Sure, yeah. true. So money is energy, and it's as Anna says, it's a state of mind, and it's basically a lot of people run around the world with stories about money, which are not even their stories. It's stories they got from religion, from church leaders, from teachers, from parents, from relatives, and a lot of people have wrongly associated their self-worth is directly related to, to their net worth. We, and I was doing some research there about a, a billionaire in, in uh, Germany who had something like 12 billion and he was the 34th richest man in the world and um, just with the downturn in the economy in 2007-2008 he went to become worth uh, 9 billion so he only lost 3 billion in worth and he was still the 94th richest person in the world when he committed suicide. He just couldn't handle the drop in value. Yeah. So that, that was where his net worth was late, directly related to Yeah, to who he was. He was his identity. Yeah. Money is something that we use every day. Therefore, why isn't there education about money? It's just something that I can't comprehend. Why yeah. don't we talk about money in schools? We only teach our kids three basic things. To take personal responsibility for their wealth, responsibility for their health, and responsibility for their state of, their state of mind and being yeah. and happiness. So one of the key ingredients that's missing from the school system is the whole thing around money. Yeah, exactly. That being said, in the local school here, there's a credit union where we live, and the credit union actually goes into the, the primary schools, and the kids are only age four, and they visit the school once a week, and oh they encourage them to save. So uh, my two kids left primary school age 10, 11, and they had a 1,000 euros each in their bank account on a savings scheme that was introduced into the local school. So something like that would be a, a good yeah. foundation. And as as far as I'm, as we are concerned, we teach children for free. Yes. Anybody in, in anywhere in the world, whenever there's a face-to-face -face, uh, seminar, all kids under 18, they are welcome to come to our seminars. So if you ever come to one of our seminars, bring, bring your son or daughter or grandchild or granddaughter or niece or nephew, rent a child, do whatever it takes to help bring the cycle of poverty consciousness in society. And one of the key reasons why we should um, teach our children about money is because they can become 
the best version of ourselves. That's something that shocked absolutely my world. And the first time that I, I came across with this with this idea was when I read The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waffles, written more than a hundred years ago. And to begin with, he starts saying, we have the, the necessity, we have to wear of life to have as much money as we need to become the best version of ourselves. And he gave some examples. If I am very good at painting mandalas, for instance, maybe I just need some money for paint and some paper and chalk. Not only that, also to free me from the nine to five job to pay for the mandalas and to pay the bills. Or let's say that somebody is very good at teaching, like we are. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we need the money to go to places to teach people and pay for the for the airplanes and pay for the accommodation and food and everything. Therefore, we need more money to be the best version of ourselves, and we're excellent teachers. So tap into our full potential. Exactly. So, so that's that's a very big why that we need to instill in children at a very early age: the importance of money, the importance of budgeting. So we just want to finish off by giving you some real tips that you can start using today, so especially if you're if your parents or, or guardians or, or uncles or aunts or grandmothers or grandfathers of children that are dear to your heart. Here's some they look up to you, they respect you, they admire you. So here's some tips that I can suggest you start with. Yeah, and as um, let me repeat again, guys, everything that we share with you, we practice. These tips I've practiced them with my kids ever since they were born. The first thing, every month I would sit around with them and get the money on the table that I had made that month. I had these envelopes in front of me according to the split system that we told you, talked to you about in another podcast. I did that with them every month. And then I encouraged them to do the same with their own, with their own money. Obviously, they were not going to, do, to put any money into household. But they did their own splits and they learned how to put money aside for whatever they wanted. It could be education, it could be for blowing, or it could be for long-term savings to buy something. But they've learned that from a very early age. And so this ties in with one of the books that we're going to recommend. It's called The Richest yeah. Man of Babylon. So the very simplest version of what Anna is talking to you about is, in that book, the one phrase is true, pay yourself first. So what it means about that is for every 100 units of money you bring into your household, 70% goes towards the living expenses and you've got 30% left over. 10% is, is to invest, 10% is to have fun with, to save up with the kids to go and do something fun like go to Disneyland, and 10% is tithing to, to give away as charity. So that's the basic, basic split that's in the book Richest Man of Babylon. It's a really small read. You could read it to your kids as bedtime reading. And it's an audio book as well. It's an audio book as well. So that's a simple split you want to think about. It's 70%, 10, 10, 10. 10 for investing, 10 for um, saving up for fun things to do with the kids, and 10% for, for tithing or for giving away as a charity. The system that Anna uses is, goes a little bit more detail. Do you want to share that? Yeah. Uh, for me, the one that I applied for myself was 50% for the household, paying the bills, basically, and buying food. But the food that we really need, not... Um, fossil drinks or biscuits or things that we don't really need for our nourishment. Uh, then 10% was for education that I used in a lot of seminars, guys, a lot of them, and CDs and books, etc. 10% was for long-term investments or investments in something that I really wanted to get. For instance, going to 
Crew, which we did uh, in 2017 with with Greg Raven, that was in the book, It Lives Forever and We Could Do It. In 2017, we went to the, no, 2018, we went, Owen and I and the kids, we went to a cruise with Dr. Joe Dispenza and Mita Mojani. That was out of that money as well. And another big thing that I got was my beautiful Q5, a car that I absolutely loved. And we also sent the boys to Tony Robbins' Global Youth Leadership yeah, that's education. Yeah. <laughs> that's education. Lots of seminars. My kids have been in many seminars of personal development, and that's that. That that's thanks to this percentage that we put aside for education. So it's like a budgeting system. So yeah. to wrap up this podcast, there's some books that you could get your hands on by either audiobook, as Anna said, or physically. Think and Grow Rich is a book that I used to read my kids when they were a bedtime story, like ages, you know, uh, three, four, five. Which is my Babylon we referred to. The science of getting rich, rich that poor dad. I used to play them in the car when we were driving. Yes, that's a great tip. So yeah. even so that kids can get it subconsciously or into their subconscious mind. Remember kids are like sponges from the age zero to seven years of age are like sponges. So having these things playing in the background is a great tip to begin with. Yeah. And now that my children are 17, 16 and 18, sorry, 16 and 18, they don't, they've never pushed me to get money to buy something to, to play with or to blow or whatever because they knew there was a budget. They never exceeded that budget. Very so good. it was very easy to work with money around them. Absolutely. So let us know what you liked about this particular podcast. Uh, let us know as well what you would like us to talk about in the next podcast. The podcast is designed to create for you a safe and supportive environment for you to learn, grow and prosper. We will continue showing you what has worked for us so you can model it for your own success. And we'll be with you together side by side all along the journey, supporting you every step of the way to help you succeed.